Welcome to the Fantasy Sports Collective Podcast. This is uh, Fantasy NFL Musings Week 11. Actually, it's talking about Week 10. Going into Week 11, a week before Thanksgiving. So the weekend games before Thanksgiving, I'll talk a little bit about just some random stuff and then highlight surprise and disappointments by position so far and kind of give you my take on whether that's going to continue as a surprise or if the disappointments will turn it around. So catch you on the flip side. This is America. Don't get you slipping now. Don't get you slipping now. Look what I'm whipping now. I'm back. I didn't talk about this, but I thought I had a broken foot and Ted, it turned out to be a massive bruise. Um, we're rolling into week 11. In many leagues, that's trade deadline week. And I'd like to call full on moving day. You're not prepared to play with the big boys, then I don't know what else to say other than good luck. You're probably already done this season and if you play in a keeper or dynasty league, start looking at some assets for next season. This is the time to do that. Not much time left. I think most leagues play through week 13. At that point, you got to figure it out. Okay. Where, where am I at? I personally, I'm in it. I never give up. I don't quit. It's just not my nature. However, I have to say, I've been, I've already been daydreaming a little bit about Thanksgiving and just the reflection the time, family. I started my fantasy football love affair more than three decades ago. And my fondest memories were the anticipation and enjoyment of watching games on Turkey Day. I remember Barry Sanders early on. This is 89, 90. I always played on Thanksgiving, right? The Lions are always there. Barry Sanders cutting on a dime. But then a few years later, Randy Moss came in, wowed us on that Thanksgiving day, his rookie year. I think he had 350 plus yard catches like 160 170 yards like four catches three tds against the i believe it was the cowboys just lit them up it was a year randall cunningham had an mvp season i think they were 15 and one and then lost in the afc title game to the atlanta falcons i believe if i remember correctly it might have been 98 there's just so much history there that's just a great time of year so excited for that that's funny before pre-red zone channel pre-sunny ticket I used to look up, it's a little kind of a story. I used to look up the national TV appearances of teams preseason. So I look at this before we had our draft or later years auction. I look at Monday night games by team, Thanksgiving game participants, holiday, Christmas, Saturday matchups late in the season. They have a few Saturday games and I look, map it out. Like who had the most games because I wanted to see my team, my players play more frequently. I just felt like they were more valuable that way to me personally. I have to say, though, I don't long for those days because we also had to hand score each game using Monday's box scores from the USA Today sports section, which was our official stats that we all agreed upon. We had to take it from the USA Today. That was all the way into college, by the way. I went to college in the early or 93, 94, through 97. I think we got first went on to a commissioner, a, a website a management league software, I think in 1998 with commissioner.com. And yeah, a little dating myself there, but. So even though yeah, we're Thanksgiving is up, we've got a vital week 11 between now and then. So what are the storylines? The only storyline I'm going to talk about is CJ Stroud, who is him, as the young kids are saying. Seriously, this dumpster fire of a franchise, let's force massage therapists to sign NDAs because our franchise quarterback is a creep. Look, DOA the last three years, just mediocre. Oh, they're not going to be competitive for a while. And they draft Shroud. And really, that's about it. They took, a, they took a defensive player at number three and actually gave up a, a future first, next year's first for him. And he's been good, but not great. But Shroud is just, I mean, 
he's different. He's a difference maker. They're beating good teams on the road. I think this win this past weekend at Cincy under that adversity, they were winning the whole game, then went down and he drove them down to win the game. Really impressive. Not only is Shroud just good, he's doing it in a kind of traditional way. I think if you look at fantasy in the past, you had rookie quarterbacks, they would run a lot early on and they're productive that way. I think Cam Newton was number one overall fantasy quarterback his rookie year, but he had 14 rushing touchdowns and he threw for 4,000 yards, which is at the time, I think the number one rookie passing season ever, but 14 rushing touchdowns. That's not sustainable as you get in your career, but what Shroud is doing is very sustainable. He's hanging in the pocket. He's throwing rockets all over the field at all levels, outs, deep outs, bombs. I think I saw a statistic the other day. He's the most successful passer on throws beyond 20 yards this season. And he's doing this to a litany of receivers that are pretty freaking mediocre. He's got some professional guys in there. Robert Woods, uh, Dalton Schultz is obviously solid, but there's just, there's no one special there. Tank Dell, maybe people will complain. Maybe he is there. I don't He looks good, but he's a rookie. So we don't know. And he's undersized, so he's making plays, but it's really impressive. He's the number four overall fantasy quarterback to boot. He looks real. I was a little down on him going into the season. I'd heard some stuff, and I just know how state quarterbacks haven't performed at the, at the pro level as expected. But all kudos to him. He's looking great. Clearly the, the cream of this class, so good stuff there. Okay, I'm going to roll into who are the surprise and disappointments by fantasy position, and do I expect that to continue? All right. I'll start with the with kickers. Why not? Who cares, right? I'm not going to give you any surprises or disappointments because let's be honest, kickers are so random. The number four, number five guys, we're not even expected to be the primary kickers on their respective teams at Dallas and New Orleans. Brandon, Aubrey, and Blake group. And now they're solid fantasy contributors. Who knows? And the number one guy, Dustin Hopkins, playing for Cleveland. Number two guy's Matt Gay. Third guy's Jay Kelly in the Phillies. That, may, that makes sense. He should be there, but... You don't see Justin Tucker. I think he's like at number nine or number 10. The Niners kickers further down. It's just, it's random. That is what it is. We'll, we'll start there. Uh, let's ne- next, let's go tight ends. I got some real guys here. And th- I'll start with the surprises. Number one has got to be Sam Laporta, who's the number six tight end right now. He's a rookie. Part of the reason he's on the list is he's lived up to the preseason hype. They were hyping him up from early, from mini camps through preseason. I wish I'd gotten this guy. He looks good. He looks like a, a little bit more athletic. He's, you know, I wouldn't say he's Gronk. He's kind of like the Kelsey receiving stuff. Very good. Will he continue this pace in the second half? I don't know. I'd go against conventional wisdom would be the rookies are going to hit a wall. But the Lions offense is to keep up with teams and Laporta would remain a go-to guy. He looks the part. I would keep riding him. Second guy is Cole Clement, number seven scoring tight end. So far, get, catching a ton of touchdowns. Clement is huge. He's become a favorite of Tyson Banjit near the end zone. The challenge for Clement is Justin Fields is back. He's starting this weekend, and he's just not a reliable quarterback. He's more of a great runner who happens happens to be a quarterback. So I don't expect his production to continue, and I, I'd be looking to move him if you're on a, a year-to-year league. But I like him overall. Tightening disappointments. First one's an easy one. Kyle Pitts, and this isn't a disappointment on this guy. He's number 18 scoring tight end, so maybe some of you say, that's not that bad. But he was a number four overall pick. And what did we expect in year three? This head coach has completely forgotten that they used such a high draft pick on this guy, or that he's an insane mismatch on the field, or that he's a terror once he has the ball in an open field. When he plays, like he's making one-handed catches, running past guys, making moves. He, he looks like a dynamic running back or slot receiver, but with a tight end brain. Like he's huge. So will that change in the second half? Not likely. I, I think it's hilarious how many people just want to. Arthur Blank to get fired, all because of fantasy production. 
But there is something there. They need to get a quarterback who's willing to throw the ball down the field. They need to take more shots. They need to figure something out. I, I'm hopeful that Tyler Henke can be healthy and he can be the, the solution there. Next is Michael Mayer, number 31 scoring tight end. I only list him here because he's looked good, but the Raiders just haven't thrown him enough. I think that may change in the second half under a new coach and fellow rookie quarterback, Aiden McConnell. Uh, he's worth maybe a, a dart throw. I wouldn't count it because he is a rookie. Okay, going back up here, I'm going to go to receivers. Lots of things here. What's interesting about receivers, and this is one of the threads I would hone in on for you in general, is there's not a lot of surprises at the top. The reason why is because the best receivers are the best receivers, and they're year in and year out. We see Jordan Addison's now joined that group. Partly he's been prompted up by Justin Jefferson being down. But the rest of the top 10 guys are Tyree Kill, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, Stephen Diggs, C.D. Lamb, Jamar Chase, Amon St. Brown, D.J. Moore, Mike Evans, Jordan Addison, Puka Nakua, Michael Pittman, Adam Thielen. There's not a lot of surprises there. I did name my two surprises, though. I would have Puka Nakua as number one. He's the number 11 overall fantasy scoring receiver. And he has to be on this list. He was a stud the first five weeks and remains a productive fantasy starter. Will he continue down the stretch? I don't think so. Really, it's dependent on Matthew Stafford's health and Cooper Cup. If Stafford stays healthy, Nakua is solid. You want to keep starting him. He's not healthy. He's not someone you want to start, but he's certainly someone who's talented. It's going to be good for years to come. And then Adam Thielen, I called this out. He's one of my one of my sleepers for the year. He's a, just a professional receiver, not a Hall of Famer, but multi-time Pro Bowler, someone who probably goes up in the Vikings ring of, ring of fame or whatever they call it. He's this year the number 13 overall fantasy scoring receiver. He's Look, he's become the blanket, security blanket for Bryce Young. And I think he's going to stay here because... As Bryce Young matures and gets better, he's still going to be looking to Thielen. He's going to be a target hound. He's going to get a ton of, of looks. So he'll continue to be a chain mover for them. So I keep sticking with him. At disappointments, there's actually several disappointments, but I'll, I'm going to go with Jalen Waddell, who's the number 33 fantasy scoring wide receiver. Look, the Dawson, Dolphins offense has been huge this year. They scored 70 points in a single game, right? They're one of the best offenses in the league, hands down, throwing the ball all around the field, running the ball like crazy. But Waddle hasn't participated really enough in that, right? He's the number 33 wide receiver. He's burning fantasy owners who invested in what they thought was a borderline wide receiver only to get a wide receiver three. He's someone I might look to in the second half. I could see him I could see him staying a little bit healthier and drawing some of the single coverage that Tyree Kill's getting doubled and tripled in some situations. So I could see him having a better than, than normal. But he has been dinged up, so maybe it's just a bad year for him. And the next is the number 37 fantasy scoring wide receiver so far, which is DK Metcalf. Metcalf's too good to be this low. He's on pace for a thousand, just barely a thousand yards and about 75 catches and only four TDs. Will he pick it up in the second half? Maybe. It's really dependent on Gina Smith returning to his 22 form. Okay. On to running backs. Running backs is almost the opposite of receivers, which you get a lot of randoms coming at the top. I won't go through some of the names, but there's a decent number. Zach Moss is number eight right now. I'm going to see he's going to drop with Jonathan Taylor taking the majority of touches. It's just, it's, there's more randomness because of injury and the nature of the position. But so surprising. Number one is Brian Robinson Jr. He's the number four scoring fantasy uh, running back. I love this guy. I mistakenly dealt him in my home league prior to the start of the season. He's on pace for 15 TDs and 1,300 total yards. Is it sustainable? Maybe not, but I still love him. And quite frankly, I don't think he's going to, he's not going to just fall apart. He's just, he's their workhorse. He's the guy they count on. He's getting consistently the running back touches and targets. In fact, he scored 
three receiving touchdowns. He's got 20 catches for 256 yards on 24 targets. And he scored five touchdowns on the ground for 485 yards. Huge fan. I, I would stick with him. I wouldn't bail on him. I don't think he's going to accelerate though from here. Second is Rashad White. He's the number eight scoring fantasy running back. White was mentioned as a sleeper on the back of third down duty by a lot of pundits this this preseason. I think it was forgotten a little bit because Tampa Bay was was thought to be a dumpster fire. Use that term again. Um, but he's been the primary back and he's on pace for 13 total, total yards and eight TDs. I think the difference between him and Robinson, White's getting a few more targets and he's scoring less touchdown. But still, he's been steady. I think he'll continue to be productive. They don't have a lot of competition there. Running back disappointments. Aaron Jones, number 33 scoring fantasy running back. Nobody predicted Jones to fall this far. I guess Aaron Rodgers' presence is valuable, right? Makes sense. You got a Hall of Fame quarterback. He's going to be a, a valuable contributor to Jones being productive. For what it's worth, he has looked good when he's played and healthy, but that isn't a guarantee. And I'd pass on him for the rest of the year. I, I, I'm feeling a little bit down on, on Green Bay in general. Uh, they're struggling. I don't know if they're going to get it together. Maybe but I wouldn't put your eggs in that basket. And then next is Saquon Barkley, the number 25 scoring fantasy running back. I would, I won't put this entirely on him. The New York Giants are terrible, just straight up terrible. Brian Debo, Dibble, I don't know if he's, a, he seems like a defensive, I want to win three yards in a cloud and dust, Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick type. I, I don't know what happens to him. The Giants look like, ter- they look terrible. The fact they put all this on Daniel Jones, and I'm not even going to complain about Daniel Jones, but their offensive weapons just seem weak. You look at the receivers they have, Waller got hurt. But Barkley, look, he's going to have his moments because he's, I'm trying to be cheeky here, but 99.9% of their offense is Barkley. So he's going to get a ton of touches as long as he can stay healthy. I just don't think he's a consistent top 10 threat week in and week out. So for his sake, I hope he lands in a more complete offense in 2024. Okay, last, our favorite position, the glory position, quarterback. And this was an interesting one. There's some big time randoms or I, let's call them surprises in the top, let's see, top seven. And then, but it's a lot of usual suspects. Like, for example, the first three names on the list are Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, and Lamar Jackson. And then fourth is CJ Stroud. I didn't put him as a surprise because I called him up at the top for, for obvious reasons. He is a surprise, but I don't think he's a surprise in the sense that I think he's going to be a good quarterback from here now. He may have a, a uh, little bit of a second half swoon just because he's been so good, but I, I think he's good long-term, so I wouldn't bail on him yet. On quarterback surprises, though, I'm going to go Sam Howell, number five fantasy score at quarterback, so right behind C.J. Stroud. I do think he continues, but he's got a, he's, he reminds me a little bit more of a Ryan Fitzpatrick in that he's a gunslinger, and I don't he's not sustaining drives and winning games. He'll win games, but he's also losing games. He's throwing the ball around too much. So he takes the chances, which are great for fantasy, but he also takes too many chances. So good for the remainder of 2023, but doubtful he's a long-term starter is is my take. Next is Joshua Dobbs, number seven fantasy score at quarterback. What a story. This one is hard though. I would say, look, he has his first real shot as a starter. He he was a starter in Arizona and stopgap, way outperformed expectations. He'd got some playing time earlier in his career, but he was in it was in kind of mediocre situations. He's now finally with good surrounding talent and system, good play caller. They he, he's got a shot. I would say I look, I like him. He's obviously going to finish out the year, uh, and I think he's going to finish out the year strong. But if you've got him, keep him. And if you, you've got someone in your league who has him, and you, you've got a, a, a given up, or he's available in your league, which would be crazy given how he's performed, and you need a quarterback go after him. He's looking good. The only concern would be health because he runs a lot. 
And I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for the story. It'd be great if he played great the rest of the year, earned himself a starting job, and the rest could be history, right? Anyhow, I'm pro on Dobbs, but he's a little bit dicier than how. On the disappointments, these are two guys I think will rebound, but unclear if they'll be where we expected them to be the start of the season. So first is Patrick Mahomes, number 10 overall fantasy score at quarterback so far for 10 weeks. Mahomes is fine, but he scored 40 less points. So you're talking four-ish points a week than the top four or five guys that, that he was drafted around and your draft capital was put into. And maybe it's some on him, but it's likely the surrounding talent. So I expect him to be better down the stretch. But I think this ultimately to get back in the top two or three at the end of the year, he needs it's an offseason fix. They need another, they need more talent there. They need to get a they need to bring in a free agent receiver who actually can play, quite frankly, is the way I put it. They're receiving talent. They've got a great tight end, obviously. I think their running back situation is pretty good, both Pacheco, McKinnon. They've got a nice little mix there. That's fine. It's their receivers are mediocre at best. Rasheed Rice, maybe their go-to guy. Sky Moore, they're just winging it. We'll see about that one. And then last is Trevor Lawrence. He's the number 18 fantasy score. He's on pace to throw less than 20 TD passes and low 3,000 total yards. In this day and age, that is abysmal for a guy. It's not what we expected from a guy who was number one overall pick from three years ago, played great down the stretch. And Jacksonville's winning, by the way. They're six and three. That's a solid record. His surrounding talent is strong enough, though, that I expect a major second half. I, I could see him putting up big numbers. I don't think he's going to end up in top three or four because he's so far off that pace. But I'd buy low now if you got an owner who's disappointed, who's not performing. I think he's going to be good. Okay. On that note, I uh, hope you all have a great weekend. Wish you all a great week thir- uh, 11 for you on your fantasy leagues and wins and awesome kind of finish to the week as we head into Thanksgiving week the following week. So, on that note, take care. Bye-bye. Before we leave, let me tell y'all a little something. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. I said, Uptown.